Welcome to this episode of UMBC's Mic'd Up podcast. My name is Denise Cardona from the Office of Professional Programs. Today, we are joined by Dr. Mark Shetterman, Graduate Program Director of UMBC's Graduate Programs in Biotechnology. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, Mark, for being here with us today. It's wonderful to have you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we are going to chat today about biotech, biotechnology. You are the graduate program director for UMBC's graduate program in biotechnology. And really, I think it would be really interesting for listeners or people viewing this on YouTube to hear from you about what your path to get to your current role here at UMBC looked like. Like, how did you know biotech was that right career choice for you? Yeah, that's a really interesting question, Denise. And um, I sort of followed a bit of a unconventional path to get into biotechnology. Um, I started as a UMBC alumnus um, and my intention was to get an undergraduate degree in chemistry and biochemistry. Um, so I went three years at the Catonsville campus with, um, with that in mind. And then a friend of mine told me about an opportunity to do my senior year at the University of Maryland in Baltimore City Campus and get my degree in medical technology. Uh, so that's what I wound up doing. Uh, it was a terrific experience because it gave me um, more direct knowledge and direct contact with patients. Um, I had to learn how to actually draw blood from patients and then test their blood in clinical labs to help physicians diagnose different diseases. Um, that was a, a fantastic experience and led me directly into a job as a medical technologist. Um, I was able to write out of school uh, with my bachelor's degree, get a job working first at the University of Maryland Hospital Blood Bank, supporting shock trauma. Um, and then I, after that, I worked at a small uh, orthopedic hospital called Kernan Hospital. So uh, all of this work was uh, with, with the long-term goal of going to graduate school because uh, I knew that I loved scientific research and medical research and knew that I wanted to um, get more deeply involved in that. Um, so I did start graduate school um, and I went to graduate school at the University of Florida uh, in biochemistry. That's where I got my PhD degree, biochemistry and molecular biology. And uh, I was very fortunate in my last year of graduate school that my advisor happened to know um, a scientist at Cornell, um, very prestigious scientist, Ephraim Racker. They invited him to come and lecture down in Gainesville in Florida. And I got to meet him. I got to talk with him. Um, and he, we, we found that we had a lot of things in common, uh, common interests in our research. And he invited me to come up and do a postdoctoral study at Cornell in his lab. Um, so again, that was a, a fantastic experience, really um, gave me a, a tremendous uh, foundation in um, scientific research, um, biochemistry research, and eventually medical research. Um, 
But as I was um, sort of finishing up my second year as a postdoc at Cornell um, and, you know, interacting with the other postdocs that were working around me, and it was a fairly large lab with uh, four or five postdocs working in it, um, I began to realize that I was different from the other postdocs. I, I really had more of a desire to apply the scientific research. Um, as opposed to coming up with um, theoretical pathways to explain the data. Um, so I realized that I really wanted to work in industry as opposed to going into academic research. And uh, Dr. Racker basically told me, I really can't help you. I don't <laughs> you have to find something on your own. So I applied for an ad in a scientific journal and was very fortunate to get a job at uh, Bristol Myers Squibb Company. Um, and at that time in the early 80s, uh, biotechnology was really in its infancy. And Bristol Myers Company was really just starting to get involved in it. Um, they started with industrial enzymes and growth factors, and they eventually got into monoclonal antibodies. So over the course of uh, six years at Bristol-Myers Squibb, I worked on a wide variety of different types of products, uh, eventually working on a product that became a commercial product really after I left the company. Um, but in 1994, I got a phone call from a recruiter um, saying that a small biotech company in Gaithersburg, Maryland, was interested in recruiting me. Um, and uh, since I had come from Baltimore and my wife was from Baltimore, uh, we were anxious to come back to the area. Um, so this was a great opportunity. So I joined uh, MedImmune in 1994, um, and I had a terrific career there, 23 years working at MedImmune. Uh, so between my six years at Bristol-Myers Squibb, 23 years at uh, MedImmune, now AstraZeneca, that's really over 30 years of uh, experience in the biopharmaceutical industry. Um, I left uh, AstraZeneca about five years ago and went into private consulting. And then when the pandemic started, I got, I got a call from some of my former colleagues at AstraZeneca who had now moved over to Novavax. And they said, we have a vaccine we're working on for COVID and we really need your help. So I went to work for Novavax for a year, worked on their vaccine. Um, and then I uh, went back into private consulting and started this job at UMBC. <laughs> so. Wow, that is quite a pathway. And I know that people listening in, it's so inspiring always to listen to how other people have navigated their path on their career because it can take so many different twists and turns and yours did it seems you know you you went from various different types of hands-on applied theoretical working with patients even i mean so you know do you ever miss working hands-on with with patients <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, you know, that, that was uh, a good experience to have. Um, I sort of knew all along that I didn't want to go to medical school. Um, so I didn't necessarily want that hands-on clinical work. I was a lot more interested in, in the laboratory measurements um, related to health. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what led me more toward the biotechnology industry. 
And and I think having that that experience working hands-on with patients gives you a, a level of compassion and empathy for the work that you did in the lab, because there is a person behind everything you're doing in that lab. And what a great purpose that is. I mean, working working on the vaccine, that must have been just an amazing opportunity to be able to be of service, really, to yeah. the world at large. What yeah. a purposeful thing. What would you say excites you most about the biotechnology field? Um, I'd say what excites me the most is um, the opportunity to have completely novel, innovative approaches to disease. Um, when I was asked at AstraZeneca, I was very fortunate uh, to work on oncology drugs uh, for over 10 years. And it's so exciting um, how, how much things have changed in treating different types of cancers. Um, it used to be, you know, 10, 15 years ago, a lot of types of cancers, there was really no hope. Um, once you had gone past the initial rounds of chemotherapy, if your cancer was resistant to it, there was really nothing else to be done. Now there are so many different biologics approaches, uh, immune modulators, uh, cell and gene therapy. It's so exciting. Uh, there's, a, there's really a lot of new opportunity and a lot of new hope for these patients who had no hope before. Yeah, there, it's changing the landscape of healthcare, of wellness, really. And I have a neighbor directly next door to me who is in the biotech field, and she works for, um, I think it's Kite Pharma. And she works on biologics that work with cancer patients. It's like targeted right to the, it's made for each patient individually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's for people in state. Yeah. And she said the, it's amazing. They're just the remarkable outcomes that they have from these new advances in technology and biotech. It's, it's really, it's amazing. Now, what kind, can you talk a little bit for those who are listening in, who may be considering the biotechnology field, maybe they have no idea that they never even like they, they have no idea what, what it actually entails. Can you talk a little bit about what the nature of the biotechnology industry is like in your opinion? Why is it essential to the world? Yeah. So biotechnology is a very broad term and it can, it can apply to a lot of different things. Our focus at UMBC is really more on biopharmaceutical uh, applications of biotechnology. Um, so really there's, there's a lot of different ways that people can turn that into a career path. Um, working in biotechnology usually means producing a drug from a biological system, uh, usually from cells, for example, could, could be um, bacterial cells, they could, could be mammalian cells, um, but these cells are either producing a protein or a virus or a nucleic acid, um, something that um, has to be purified, has to be um, concentrated and put into a suitable dosage form so it can be administered to a patient. Um, so there's lots of opportunities for ways for people to make a difference in all of that. Um, you can work on what's called upstream manufacturing, which is basically the process of growing the cells to very large scale to produce the drug. You could work on downstream processing, which is the purification of the drug and getting it ready for dosing to patients. 
you could work in the area that was my specialty, which is uh, analytical development and quality control. So that's uh, developing the test methods to ensure that the drug is the right purity, the right potency, um, and then it has the stability needed to carry all the way through uh, to the shelf life of the drug. And then there's uh, regulatory affairs, uh, people that need to have a scientific background, but still understand uh, the government regulations that are needed uh, that apply to drugs. Um, there are project managers, uh, again, people that need to have a scientific background, but bring together the, the cross-functional teams, the different disciplines, um, so they can uh, work in a coordinated fashion to meet the, the goals for the company. Mm -hmm. um, so those are just some examples. There are lots of other career paths in, Absolutely. in the biopharmaceutical industry. In your opinion, what do biotechnology organizations need in terms of, say, knowledge, skills, and abilities from their employees? So a person, a prospective student of a biotechnology program, what kind of KSAs are they looking at that they need to develop? Um, so I, I, because I used to be a hiring manager in a biopharmaceutical company, um, I think I have a pretty good understanding of what companies are looking for. Um, Really, it's it's best for students to try and diversify their their skills and their knowledge. Um, obviously, having a good technical background and understanding um, biochemistry and um, biomanufacturing processes is very helpful. But that's not all you need. Uh, you also need to have um, what we call people skills or soft skills where you can demonstrate that you can work together with people in cross-functional teams. Um, and then having some understanding of working in a regulated environment is very helpful. So um, learning about uh, FDA regulations or European medicine agency regulations, um, it's helpful to put the, the scientific data in the context of the regulations. Yeah. What would you say are the top benefits of working in biotech, in your opinion? Um, well, it, it always comes down to um, helping people. Um, you know, what, what impact can you have? What difference can you make to improve people's health? Um, and, you know, most any company that you're going to get a job at, that's, that's going to be their main goal is improving people's health. And that's quite a purpose. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Quite a purpose. And, yeah. and it's a very satisfying career to be in because uh, I happen to be very fortunate that I worked on uh, two or three drugs all the way from the from the point of discovery uh, through to commercialization. Um, and that that is uh, that's a, that's a wonderful place to be in to really see a drug evolve all the way through those phases. What would you say to a prospective student who, you know, going to graduate school, it's it is a, a time cost. It's a it's an actual cost. What would you say to somebody who is wondering, hmm, is there going to be a job for me at the end of this at the end of this graduate program? Will I be able to find work in this field? Yes, uh, it, it's a rapidly growing field. Uh, especially in the state of Maryland. Uh, the state of Maryland is a fantastic uh, growth area for biotechnology. 
Um, it's one of the leading centers in the country for cell and gene therapy. Um, so companies in Maryland are, are trying to hire people as quickly as they can. They just can't find enough talent. They can't find enough trained um, people who are knowledgeable in the skills that they need. And that's what our program tries to give to our students is those skills that those companies really want. So what does our program prepare students to do once they graduate? You know, what are the main objectives of the program to get them to that point where they are those successful graduates who go out there and get those jobs? Those employers are looking at them and saying, these are the people we need to hire. Yeah, I mean, I hope our I hope students from our program that graduate uh, come away with a good understanding of how the business businesses operate, biotechnology businesses, um, understanding um, that it's a sort of an entrepreneurial culture. Um, often, the employees have to wear a lot of different hats, so they have to understand uh, all the aspects of the business. And we try to help our students understand a broad context for how the biotechnology business operates. Um, we give them not only some scientific foundation, but also some courses on, on the business itself. Um, what are the financial aspects of the business? What are some ethical questions and legal questions that need to be addressed by the business? What does it mean to be a leader um, in the biotechnology business? Um, and then how do you actually uh, design experiments and analyze data and interpret data? So those are, I think, some of the key skills we hope our students come away with. Mm -hmm. And what types of positions can graduates of our biotech program expect to be in when they first emerge into the world of biotechnology as recent graduates? Recent graduates in the master's and professional studies biotechnology program um, can fit into a number of different career paths um, in industry. Certainly some of the ones that I mentioned before, like for example, um, helping to work on process development for uh, cell culture process, um, process development for um, purification process, for, for formulation development, um, analytical development, quality control, um, quality assurance, um, project manager, and regulatory affairs. Those, those are all uh, very important areas that are growing very rapidly in the state of Maryland, and there's lots of opportunity. Hmm. That's fantastic. Now, how can, my last question to you is, how can a student get the most out of this program? Somebody who is just really primed, wants to do their best. What, what are the, some of the things that they need to pay attention to when they're in our program so they can, then it can catapult them to a great career? I, I think we're, we're looking for students who are ambitious and anxious to learn new things about the industry. Um, I think that um, the type of information, the type of knowledge that we help students gain is not the type of thing that you typically would get in, in a bachelor's degree, like in biology or chemistry or biochemistry. Uh, we're, you're really learning practical knowledge 
about how the business operates. Um, you're really gaining a good understanding of what it's like to work day to day in that particular career. Um, and you're hearing from people who actually work in, in the, the industry now. We have guest speakers in a lot of our courses that are currently working in industry or the FDA. Um, so uh, students can sort of hear it directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak. <laughs> so like our faculty uh, in general in all of our courses have a lot of industry experience. As, as I've already said, my, my experience is over 30 years in the biopharmaceutical industry, but we have uh, many other faculty that have over 20 years experience. Yeah, that's a, what a benefit that is. It's such an advantageous element to the program is that having those instructors who are out there rolling up their sleeves, doing the work, and they know how it is out there and yes. they can bring that to the classroom. That is so valuable, really is. Yes. Is yes. there anything else that I have not asked you about our program or biotechnology in general that you'd wish to leave listeners and viewers with? I think what one thing you want to leave uh, with is just to just to know that it's a very satisfying career to be in, um, to, to know that you could be working on a drug that could make a tremendous difference to a large number of people, to millions of people. Um, just to give another example, I was very fortunate to work on a drug that eventually was approved for pediatric patients. Um, and you hear a lot in the news about RSV nowadays. Um, I was very fortunate to work on the first monoclonal antibody that was approved to prevent RSV infection in high-risk infants. And uh, that was the drug that um, I'd worked on all the way from the point of discovery through to approval. Uh, it's tremendously rewarding to know that you're making a difference uh, for such tiny patients who really wouldn't have any other chance because there was no vaccine available and no antiviral available. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, that is powerful. Now, this last part, we like to segue, I'm, I'm going to segue into this new part of our podcast episodes that we want to add. We want to add a professional development type of thing by asking our guests rapid fire questions about professional development. Are you game? Uh, I'm game. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite book, Mark? My favorite book is um, David McCulloch's uh, book about uh, Truman. Um, and the reason is, uh, first of all, just Truman had so many difficult decisions to make. Um, so, I mean, he took over at a difficult time in American history. World War II was still raging. And uh, Roosevelt had just died. Um, and Truman really wasn't um, very knowledgeable about, about it, how to become president. Um, but it, right away, he had to make some big decisions like, should I drop the atomic bomb? Uh, how, do, how do you make decisions like that? Um, he, he just, he, he surrounded himself with advisors that he respected. Um, people who he listened to their points of view and he he just made decisions and, and moved forward and and didn't look back. And he just is the kind of leader that I really aspire to always be. 
That sounds like a really great, really great book. What is the greatest piece of advice that you ever received? I think the, the best piece of advice I ever heard anybody tell me was to follow the thing that you love. Um, find the thing you love and follow through on it as, as far as you can. If you stick with what you love, you're always going to be in a good place. So <laughs> I like that. That's powerful. Finish this phrase for me. Failure is. So in, in the biopharmaceutical industry, failure is not an option. <laughs> we, we have to succeed because so many people are, are depending on us. So I, I don't look at, look at it as failure because drugs fail all the time. That's just a, uh, expected. I mean, really, eight out of 10 of drugs fail. Um, that's just, that's just par, par for the course. But it's what you learn from the failure is what makes the difference. And when you apply that learning going forward, that's when you can become, be, make success out of failure. Yeah. What do you wish that you learned sooner in life? I wish I had learned sooner how to be an effective communicator. Uh, wasn't always uh, a good public speaker. I was actually kind of afraid of it initially. Um, and I just uh, learned to overcome that and uh, make it an asset instead of a detriment. <laughs> so That's really great. Last question for you. What do you feel is the key to success? So I, I think the, the key to success, at least in the biopharmaceutical industry, is, is collaboration, effective collaboration. Um, Really uh, listening well to other people, understanding their points of view, and integrating that with the overall plan for, for your project. That's really what makes the biggest difference and makes an effective team. So, Mark, this has been such a pleasure. I loved having this conversation. I learned a lot more about biotech and the world of it and the purpose and really the critical importance of it in this world. So thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of UMBC's mic Up podcast. If you'd like to learn more about UMBC's biotechnology graduate programs, visit the link in the show notes.